Hello, I am Kristen Damara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. With me in the studio today, Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Welcome back to our show, Debbie. Thanks. It's nice to be here, Peter. It's nice to have you back. Lavender is one of the top plants that honeybees love. I know it because no matter when I travel, around the country, visit friends, family, if they have lavender outdoors, the honeybees are all over the... All they, over. They, they absolutely, it's almost like they keep the other insects off of them because they that is their dominant food. What are some other plants that honeybees love? Well, it depends on the time of the year. The biggest challenge is to have fall flowering, nectar-producing plants. Mm -hmm. um, their favorite color is purple. So there's like bluebeard that's good, um, the salvias, um, a lot of purple, purple flowering plants. Rocky Mountain bee plant is a really good one, mm -hmm. um, and it spreads and reseeds itself. It's a it's a really good plant. Yeah, I've heard of a plant tolerant. called a flower called bee balm. Yes, bee balm is another you one. I think it's got to be good with a name like bee balm. That's right. Yeah. yeah, how did it get its name? Right. right. Uh, my wife loves to plant sunflowers because sunflowers? the honeybees seem to really like those, and she likes to look at those sunflowers. That's a, a later season plant too. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and then of course we have a lot of wild. Um, Sagebrush, and so we have the Russian sage that really is pretty hardy. And hey, guess what? It's purple. Isn't it's it? purple. How See? about that? No wonder. <laughs> and now, late, late in the season, the rabbit brush, the yellow slash orange colored sagebrush that we have all around. The we were just absolutely love that, don't they? They do. Um, we were out just a couple of days ago to our our bees, and we were watching them, and they were bringing in lots of bright orange pollen yeah. and I'm sure that's from the the rabbit brush mm -hmm. but after rabbit brush freezes it also produces a nectar so mm -hmm. it's a great fall food for honeybees so even though it looks like it's gone through a frost process and maybe it looks like it's dying it's actually producing yes nectar. producing nectar well how nice that is so nice to know and with the uh, warmer and sunny days available in the fall sometimes like we're having so far warm days that's got to be good for the honeybees Debbie because I still see that they're really active at this time of year well it's good and it's bad Peter because they are active but there's not very much nectar and not very much pollen out there. So mm -hmm. they are consuming resources within their beehive. Mm -hmm. And if you don't supplement those resources, they will starve come January and February because oh, they run out of they'll food. They'll eat all the reserves. So there, there's pluses and minuses. So we to have that. to have a, find a way to help the honeybees stock their pantries. That's right. This time of the year, if we see that they need that, and yeah, I would imagine activity in the beehive means burning of calories just like with any creature the more activity the more calories they burn mm -hmm. so if it is an extensively long fall and then they're consuming and burning calories using their reserves and then a big ice storm comes in that could really be damaging 
It can. It can. And the honeybees cluster in the, in the well, the fall and the winter. And so if it's really warm and then it gets really, really cold, you know, the bees can um, die because they don't cluster fast enough where the cluster's not warm enough. Mm -hmm. So winter is very challenging for honeybees. It sure is, and that's what we're doing at our bee apiary, trying to get ready for the pending cold and colder weather that's coming. I know a lot of beekeepers are doing that. The first time beekeepers, the people are going to be launching for the very first time in 2022, Debbie, they're listening to what we're talking about, and they're probably thinking, wow, what are we going to get into? What are we going to be getting into? But it's, it's really funny in the sense that if you have some general knowledge and you make the right kind of preparations at the right time of the year, most people can get in and through winter with their honeybees without problems. That's right. Um, it's, you know, there's challenges in everything that we do. There's challenges with keeping honeybees, but... Um, it is probably one of the most satisfying hobbies that a person can get into um, and the family can get into. But um, probably a really good thing for people who are interested in beekeeping is to grab a couple of bee books this winter and read a little bit and take our class in January. And um, we help you step by step. It's not like, oh my goodness, I'm out here on my own. We have mentors all across northern Nevada to help you. Um, so we can help you get going. Great place to start is on the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. You'll see all kinds of pictures there of other beekeepers in activity. There's videos to check out. And there's also the way to register for the 2022 Beekeepers Conference in Yarrington, Nevada. Debbie, it's one of the best values not only for education, but for entertainment as well. I always have such a good time traveling to Yarrington, Nevada. You see, I was born in a small town in Colorado, very similar in size to Yarrington, and it's just like going back home. It is so much fun. Uh, the neat little shops there, great restaurants, and the whole town is, uh, no pun intended, buzzing with activity. <laughs> Around the time of the Beekeepers Conference. Yarrington is a busy little town. It is. It is. Um, city of Yarrington is so welcoming to our beekeepers. Lyon County is so welcoming to our beekeepers. We have great support there for our conference. And um, we are working with hotel people to give better rates to our beekeepers when they come for the conference. So it's just a, you know, it's... It's a good place to be and um, so supportive of beekeepers there. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some of the sponsors that you have. The city of Yarrington, I know, uh, is a great sponsor of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, but the county is also involved. They are. Um, they give us grant money and they, um, you know, support us in our endeavors. And um, so we're just really pleased that they're so supportive you bet the room tax board with lyon county and the city of Yarrington uh, do a great job to help bring activities and events they and do. uh hotel nights to the city of Yarrington. there are just a few hotels in Yarrington, so it's important to get your registration your room nights for the 24th the 25th and maybe the 26th it just depends on how much time you want to spend there but right. um, we like to you know you make that trip to Yarrington why leave <laughs> right <laughs> that's right you might as well just stick around for a while one thing about our conference too Peter is we supply all meals and snacks and everything so 
once you're at the conference, you don't have to leave, and you're well-fed and well-entertained. Well, let me tell you, that's one of the secrets of the great uh, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is the food is outstanding. It you is. You would think you'd get rubber chicken at most of these places, <laughs> right, with all the political stuff that happens in Nevada, but it's not like that at all. You have an outstanding company that comes in, and every year they put in an award-winning meal, and not just one meal, it's for every meal of the sessions. And um, that alone, Debbie, is worth the price of admission. There's six full <laughs> meals that we offer, I agree. And we have morning and afternoon snacks each day. I mean, if you go home hungry from our conference, something is wrong. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. No, no. And uh, I, I enjoy the opportunity not only to taste the different and great foods uh, from all of the meals, Debbie, but you have vendors that come in as well with some of their bee products and specialty items. And uh, that's really a great opportunity for especially first-time beekeepers to see what's really, the, what's really needed. I mean, what is the basic tool in the world of beekeeping? You know it. I know it. But they don't know it, Debbie. They don't know that it's a hive tool. Oh, yes, really. <laughs> I carry one in my glove box. We have about 20 of them, and we still look for hive tools. <laughs> But it's a great way to win. I know there are some raffles typically for win some great prizes. Uh, every year that I've been there, you can win a beehive, a bee kit. And right. so you could get started uh, without any out-of-pocket expense for the hardware. Uh, but even so, uh, it's so gratifying to see and interact with people and, and ask questions. And uh, I think it was the last beekeeping conference I went to at Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I learned about the art of making an ancient drink called mead. And uh, your uh, meat instructor, Dan Bailey, did a great job. It was so he much He does fun. a great job. And so it's, it's all coming up. It's on Feb 24, 25, and 26 of 2022, just around the corner. You can get all the details and register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Debbie, it's a, a great price, a great value, and I want to just tell you how impressed I am with the work that you've done there. This is not your first rodeo or bee rodeo, is it? This is your 12th annual. This is our 12th annual. <laughs> it's amazing how time flies, <laughs> buzzes by. Yes, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more with Debbie Gilmore and talk about some of the things that you can do to help beekeepers, because even if you can't attend the beekeepers conference, we need your help all the same. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. SunTech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775-352-9396 or visit suntechsolarscreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. 
SunTech solar screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775-352-9396. Energy efficiency for your home. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio talking about real estate, real estate for investors. And today we're talking about very small real estate, the beekeepers real estate, the bee box. Talking with Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And we're talking uh, about the importance of beekeeping, not only for our own satisfaction and joy, but for what it really does for the world, pollination. Debbie Gilmore, you and I were talking not long ago about how important bees are to the world of food all across the planet. You were telling me that one in every 50 bites is related to a bee. What is it, actually? One-third of one third. all of our food. One in every three bites, bites of our food is dependent on the world of honeybees in one way, shape, or form. They're like the master pollinator, aren't they? They are. They are. And they produce such a wonderful product with honey and beeswax. And, you know, there's other things that they produce that a lot of us don't know about. Uh, well, propolis is one of them. I was exposed to the world of propolis when I became a beekeeper. And some friends think propolis is something you put in your car. It's not. <laughs> propolis is one of the best things ever that Mother Nature can produce. And Mother Nature produces propolis. The bees do the work to produce it. Debbie, tell our listeners, our viewers, what propolis is about. Propolis. Propolis is collected by the honeybees. It comes from various plants and trees in our area. One of the most popular plants um, sources for propolis is the cottonwood trees. Mm -hmm. And it's a resin that they collect and they take it back to their beehive and they sterilize their environment with it. Um, it's antimicrobial. They polish all of the wood parts inside the beehive. They polish um, the comb honey, everything with propolis to sterilize it. Mm. Um, it's also very, um, it's a good medicinal, um, what is it called, a, a chemical, or it's many chemicals together, but um, it's very good for um, medicinal purposes so for, for humans, humans. Humans can use this. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can find it in toothpaste. You can find it in chewing gum. Um, you can find it in capsules if you want to take it. It's good for digestive issues. Really? But Probably. we have a person coming from Ohio mm -hmm. who is like an expert in propolis. Mm -hmm. And she's going at our conference in February, and she's going to talk about all the health benefits, how to collect it, everything that we need to know about propolis. So when I first learned about propolis, Debbie, here's what I thought it was. I thought it was like glue because... I was told by some of the beekeepers I was talking to in my first year that all the glue that is used by the bees that they make to stick the boxes together to seal out any cracks, to keep the air out, to control heat, whatever. Uh, are they use, really using propolis to do oh, that? Oh, yes. So yes, they are. So they use propolis like a caulking, and at the same time, it has these, uh, uh, these cleaning values, these... Uh, it's also, yep, it's also called the bee glue. Okay. And that's why we need hive tools or you can't get that's inside right. your hive. That's right. I got a prime open. Because they seal everything with propolis mm -hmm. and you have to use the hive tool to, yeah. to pry the frames apart, the hives apart. Um, so 
Acropolis ha is an amazing product. So uh, as a beekeeper, I could collect a little bit of propolis each time I go into my beehives, right? I can scrape some off around exactly. the edges, yep. around the, the wherever I see some of this dark blue-like looking. It's like a thick wax, and you can just kind of scrape it off. And I would imagine that's somewhat what it's like when you collect it, right? When you want to make things out of it. At the last beekeepers meeting that we went to at Mason Valley Beekeepers, there was a lady who had made uh, set up and she was putting together tinctures of propolis right mm -hmm. mixing it with water i guess and turning it everclear? into a liquid Ever oh, not quite water <laughs> everclear like water yeah you everclear. can also use water and anyway it just makes this little liquid form of this tincture and what can this tincture be used for oh gosh tincture can be used we can use it um, as people we can use it for infections mm -hmm. um it's good for gingivitis, a lot of um, oral infections and stuff because it's very antibacterial, yeah. antifungal. So um, it's a great, it's a great product. Well, that's what's important to know about the world of beekeeping is honey is also antibacterial. It is, and it has tremendous health benefits. And you can put it on a wound or a scratch or a scrape, and it will help heal that Burns. because it, it it has a natural form of uh, hydrogen peroxide that it produces. There's so many good natural medicinal benefits from the beehive, Debbie, that you really don't get to learn about so much until you become active in the world of beekeeping. I remember when I first got into the world of beekeeping, and I was thinking about it probably about six years ago now, I was reading about honey that had been found in one of the ancient tombs in Egypt, and that honey was still edible. Mm -hmm. It was still as it was. It was amazing. It doesn't go bad. I it found out not. it doesn't. It never. It never spoils. It never turns rotten. It never. It's an amazing, amazing thing that re only the honeybee can produce. That's right. It's That's a fantastic correct. thing. It's like magic. It is magic. Everything out of the beehive is magic. You know the way the bees work. All the products that are produced. Not only the propolis and the honey, but the real jelly, the beeswax, mm -hmm. and the pollen. I mean, yeah. it's all just fascinating. And what a social environment. It is so female-controlled and dominated, the world of beekeeping, the world of beehives, the bees colonies themselves. It's all around the queen. There is no real king, if you will, like with the lion world. In the beekeeping world, it's all about the female. Yet they need the males a little bit to do their <laughs> part. However, it's so... Uh, female-centric and dominating. It's an interesting study in social behavior. It is. It is. There's only a few super organisms, you know, in, in the world, in, in life. And honeybees are a super organism. Mm -hmm. A colony of bees is a super organism. It's like humans, we can live alone. We can survive by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can get our food. We can take care of ourselves, everything. But honeybees cannot live, one honeybee cannot live by itself. Mm -hmm. It takes the whole organism to survive. It's fascinating. Debbie Gilmore is my guest. She's the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the queen bee at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It happens every year. Yarrington, Nevada. This year it's Feb 24, 25, 26. I recommend it to all my friends, anybody who wants to get involved in the world of beekeeping. This is the place to start. Uh, it's great speakers, great demonstrations. 
a uh, great opportunity to learn if it's really right for you. I took the beekeeping class my, before my first and second. Uh, I had two classes before I launched with my bees, and I'm so glad that I did it. I was totally confident, more so <laughs> uh, now than that, but it's really worth it. So check it out, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Uh, you'll learn so much and be able to give, give so much good back to the community. Debbie, there were great workshops. Any idea what the workshops will look like this time? Um, the workshops, we always try to bring in new ideas, some practical workshops for um, not only experienced beekeepers, but for new beekeepers as well. Um, we're having some, again, on propolis, how to collect it, how to use it. Um, let's see. I forget what the other ones are, but we have a, six different workshops going on. I would recommend a mead and drinking workshop. would be very good. <laughs> you drink all the soup and drink the most mead. I think that would be kind of fun. We have some <laughs> um, mead sponsors as well, so we usually have mead tasting as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I was looking at your website. You have a new sponsor, too, this year. Uh, Help Save the Bees is one of your sponsors. Yes, based out of Reno here. Mm -hmm. um, we're really excited about that. And um, Of course, you have Perry Farms that is a big sponsor of Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We want to thank them. Uh, when you go to Mason Valley, uh, you know you're in Perry Farms country. That's right. Because right. you can just see all the beautiful agriculture and a lot of beehives. It's a great company, and they have been sponsoring our beekeeping conference for at least 10 years yeah. of the 12. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ha we're pretty supportive of beekeepers in oh, Lyon yeah. County. Last year, uh, and I've, I'm sure it's this year again, Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine is another great sponsor of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and they put they all are. of your information about the bee conference in upcoming issues, and people will be able to see that and get another encouragement to come to our state beekeepers conference. But Debbie, last year, this magazine did a uh, follow-up issue on the world of beekeeping. They have this beautiful cover with uh, honeycomb on the front and a great story, an expose, if you will, about the world of beekeeping in the publication. And there was an article there that featured Hall's honey. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Amanda and Jackie are great people, and um, they love honey, and they love beekeepers. And, oh, yeah. Um, well, they know good food you know, at Edible they, Reno they Tahoe. They do. They do. And so here, yeah, here's the article here. It's called Honey Hunter, and Hall's Honey was one of the featured honeys that they talked about. And um, uh, it's just Im so impressive, Debbie, that you have so many years of history in your family's business at Hall's Honey. Uh, it's no wonder that you're a great proponent of Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and all the work you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Another publication that's very important to the world of beekeeping is a national publication called Bee Culture Magazine. And um, it, is, uh, it is an absolute gem of a magazine if you love the world of beekeeping. And one of the things I like about the magazine is that because it's distributed all across the country, all around the world, it gets us all updated at the same time as beekeepers about things that are happening in our area, in other areas, other parts of the world that may affect us one way or the other down the road. So it really is really a monthly news update 
when you read Bee Culture magazine. And we announced our Bee Conference coming up in February in Bee Culture magazine. And so if you get Bee Culture, you'll see it in the November and December issues. But Debbie, there's even more connection with Bee Culture magazine this year than ever before. Right? Oh, yes, and I love it because Dr. Jerry Hayes, who is the who is now the editor of Bee Culture magazine, is actually going to join us at our conference this year. I am so excited about that because I have seen him speak many times, and um, for him to be coming to Nevada is pretty special. So I'm excited to see him. I'm very excited to see him and meet him. I mean, I... If when you when you interact with so many beekeepers on a regular basis, he's got to be a great beekeeper himself. I don't know whether he has bees, but in his head, I know he's a beekeeper. And if he's a beekeeper, he's probably a great beekeeper because he talks to the top experts. It's really amazing. It is amazing. And he shared a little secret that not many people know about Dr. Hayes. is He got his beekeeping start in Nevada. No kidding. Yeah. So he's like coming home. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Hayes from Bee Culture Magazine is going to be at our conference. Uh, it's a great time to to be alive, right? It is. It is. <laughs> it is so nice to be. I hope that I see many new faces and uh, get new feedback on our beekeeping conference coming up in 2022. Debbie, I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Do you have any final thoughts or encouragements or messages for our listeners? Well, I just hope people, if they are beekeepers or if they're just interested in bee products or just what's going on in the world of beekeeping, that you join us because we will have stuff for everyone, Um, honey tasting, silent auction stuff. Um, I just hope that they come out and join us. Oh, yes. And uh, you mentioned earlier, Debbie, that um, most of the people uh, that you're seeing in many cases, it's the the woman, the girl who gets interested and then talks to her husband or her boyfriend and they get interested and next thing you know, it sounds like a great place to meet girls. <laughs> it is a great place to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you at the 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, thanks for being with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Peter. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. 
If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I'm glad you're tuned in to our radio show today, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Many people that I talk to tell me that they really don't think they're in a position where they can buy real estate because they either don't have enough income for down payment, maybe they have bad credit, maybe their income is so low they can barely afford to pay their bills, and so forth and so forth, right? We hear all those stories when we ask people why they're renting instead of buying a home. I think it really all comes down to one major thing, and that's this, debt. How much debt is in your life? Because like a bad influence in your life, debt too can influence your life in bad ways. It can make you think about things differently because you have learned to have debt, to tolerate debt in your life and now this is the kind of person that you are, a person that allows themselves to be indebted always to others can not have as much control over their life as a person that doesn't have debt hanging over them. So on this segment today, we're going to be talking about how to be debt-free in as little as one year depending on your individual circumstance. And I'm going to tell you this for two very good reasons. One, I've used this system and it has worked for me. Two, I learned this system a number of years ago when I got into the mortgage world and my mortgage mentor, God rest his soul, Ben Barker, my mentor passed away in 2014. And I miss him today. Ben Barker was one of the smartest mortgage lenders I've ever met. Not only because he was a great mortgage lender, that's what he did for a living. Ben Barker was a great instructor and he was a great motivator and leader. He was like a Klingon, if you know what I'm talking about with Star Trek. He was one of those people that he got in your face and he told you exactly what he thought. I loved Ben Barker. Let me tell you what I learned from him about being debt free so the main thing is this. Debt is really killing Americans' ability to purchase a home. The average American has saved very little of their income. Uh, the most recent stats are anywhere from 0.05 to 1% of their income. And, you know, we actually see that most people, you know, are spending their way into trouble. The bottom line is that you cannot build your own value, your own wealth, if you owe other people money. Ben Barker used to put together a great class on being debt-free in a year, and my notes from him are what I live by. Let's look at the key stats. The average American has over $15,000 in unsecured debt. $15,000 of unsecured debt, that's not very high by today's standards, but that is a lot of money regardless. Our grandparents didn't even have credit cards, and they did pretty good without them. I remember my mom sending me to the store to get some groceries, and my mom would tell me to sign for it. And I would just sign for it. And she knew the store owner. The store owner know me, knew me, my family, her. He knew that my dad got paid about once a month and that my mom would come in and pay the debt. And she did that. You see, she was using debt, that kind of debt, that kind of credit in a good way. She was 
maintaining cash flow at home so that when my dad got paid, that's when she paid the bills and then she could live without having to spend any more money until the next time she'd pay the bills. Now, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt is any debt that you use to buy non-assets, okay, when you look at it. If you go into debt to buy a toy, that's bad debt. If you go into, a, into debt to have some fun, take a vacation, go to an amusement park, that's bad debt. You know, it's hard to get rich when you're constantly pulling money out of your pocket and spending it like, you know. Fact is, when you're spending, 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 you don't think about paying any money to yourself. I mean, who is the most important life that you think about in your world? It should be your own. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people, whether we are talking from a physical standpoint or a financial standpoint, you have got to get yourself out of debt. Psychologically, it makes you feel better. And being out of debt, how much stress do you think that would take out of your life? You know, some families actually go as far as divorce because of debt. Either they both got into it, one got in it, they're fighting about it, whatever the reason, but debt is a uh, saber. It is trouble in a relationship. You know, when you have a lot of debt and you interact with different people, you'd be surprised. So you can set an example for your kids, your friends, your family members by being one of those persons that's a leader in society, working yourself out of debt, staying out of debt. You know, when you're out of debt, you actually even feel better. I know that because with less stress, you're happier, you smile better, you use better muscles, you maybe exercise, go for walks, have fun. It's hard to do that when you're constantly thinking about how you're going to pay your debts and what this next debt that you're going to take on. Your life will be so much simpler without a whole bunch of debt. But how do you get out of debt? I'm going to tell you. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, and I learned how to get out of debt, how to be debt-free in a year, from my mentor, Ben Barker. And here's how you do it. In your first step, what you do is you, you have to add up all of your debts. Put them on a piece of paper. Put them on a spreadsheet. Put them on one line. List up your debts. First of all, your credit cards. If you have two, three, four, five, it doesn't matter. Put each one in there separately so you can add the total for each credit card. Then if you've got payments, personal loans, student loans, car payments. Who doesn't have a car payment, it seems like, right? Put that in there because that's one of your debts. You're paying that every month. Anything that you're paying on a regular basis that you have to pay, that you have to pay, that's the important thing that you have to pay. I'm not talking about tickets to the movies. I'm not talking about trips to Tahoe. I'm not talking about football tickets to next year's whatever game, whatever sport, whatever thing. I'm talking about things that you absolutely, these are the necessities. Put them down there in your monthly payments. Now, you look at all your debts and you see all those credit cards. Here's the first thing you got to do. It's the hardest part of this whole process. You cut up all your cards except for one of them. Do not close those accounts because those accounts are going to work in your favor. They're going to work in your favor. You're not going to close those accounts. You're going to tear up the cards so you don't add any more debt to those balances. The next thing you're going to do is if you own your home, you're going to get a second mortgage or a new first mortgage to consolidate all of that debt that you have up there. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? I mean, why do I want to refine my house just because I got some credit card debt? Listen, if it's a major debt that you can't handle, you need to know every single option you have. And I think this is a great option for the right people. 
A first mortgage or a second mortgage is going to do this. First of all, remember, you're only going to do it once. The idea is you only do this once in your life. This is a part of getting out of a big hole. You need a certain kind of shovel, and this is a great shovel. The second mortgage or a new first mortgage. It makes sense because you can bring down your average interest rate down from whatever you're paying right now, which I guarantee you is somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 26% on that credit card, you can bring it down to today's new low interest mortgage rates. I mean, we're talking about two point something, three point something, maybe 4%. That's a huge, huge difference in the amount of money you'll have to pay monthly to get that credit card paid off. Your effective interest rate on your mortgage really goes from whatever the note is, it goes down even that lower than that. And you know why? Because home loan interest is tax deductible from your ordinary earned income. At least that's the case in my personal tax world. Everybody's is different, and I encourage you to talk to your own tax professional. Remember, I am not a tax professional or a CPA. Please talk to them about your tax implications before you apply or sign documents on a mortgage. Now, if you can't do a refi, you don't own a home, you can't get a first mortgage, what do you do? You can consolidate all your debts into one or two credit cards. And, and then see if you can negotiate a lower rate on either one of these cards. And I guarantee you, your chances are pretty good that you can. Sometimes you just have to ask for things in this world, you know? Like ask to reduce your debt. This is a great way. It's a great way to help you reduce your debt. Remind those people when you're talking to them, asking about reducing your interest on your credit cards. You're trying to reduce your debt. You're trying to get out of debt, and we need their help to do that. Ask your credit company. Ask them if you'll make a deal. Ask them, what can I do? What can we do to lower my interest rate? After you go through that process, whether you can or you can't, the idea is to make sure you're making the minimum payments on all the credit cards except for one of them, just the minimum payment. Then take any leftover money and use it to pay off one credit card at a time. As you pay off each credit card, you'll have little celebrations, little chances to have fun. And this will encourage you to keep going. I remember when I paid off that first credit card, I thought, wow, if I can do that, I can pay off the other two. It's an amazing process. And then you go with the next system, which is when you buy things, make sure you're paying the least amount that you need to. And make sure you know what you're buying. In fact, go with an all-cash system. I know everybody uses credit cards, but here's what I'm saying. In your mind, this is cash. And if you can do it, go to cash. I use a lot of cash. I love cash. It's fun. It's different. But write down what you spend for groceries, clothes, eating out, fun money, and say, what's your budget? Make sure the amounts are reasonable and that that's where you're going to stay on every single month. And if you've got car payments, remember this, they can be a killer. The idea is you've got to find a way to get your payments down, and car payments is one of the biggest payments most people have. If you have car payments now, see if you can not have one. Sell your car, then pay a cash amount for a you know, less expensive car. If you already have negative equity in your car, pay it off. And when you pay it off and you're going to buy another one, don't go getting in debt again. Pay cash for your used car, something you can afford, and let somebody else take that huge depreciation. That alone is going to help you get out of debt maybe in as soon as one year. If you want to learn more, I encourage you to call me at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I can point you in some great directions. Have questions for our professional staff at Sage International. Call me at 775-786-5515 and tell me that you want to be debt-free in one year. 
Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274, NV Banker number 1076, NV Broker number 1141, Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045, telephone number 775-453-0345, located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200, Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval, terms and conditions may apply, subject to change without notice. Hello, I am Kristen DeMara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. This is our 15th year of broadcasting weekly Nevada Real Estate Radio here in Northern Nevada. Many people listen to us across the country, of course, because we stream our radio show on American Matters Media, and then we post the podcast, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. You'll see all the shows that we've done previously. If you want to hear the entire show, maybe you just caught part of another show, or you got to tune away from this show, that's what we do. We get them posted up there when we're done. So you have a chance to listen again, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Earlier on one of our other shows, I talked about how to get out of debt by manipulating manipulating some of our habits and how we buy, how we sell, how we pay our bills, the importance we put on certain expenses. And that's just part of being successful in the world of real estate. We have to get control of our lives, our financial lives. And Sometimes it's really tough to do that, you know, because sometimes uh, you talk to people about saving money and they tell me, Peter, I don't have any money to save. Well, you know, the fact is I can understand that. But most people, most people who say that have expenditures, I can almost guarantee you, that they could sacrifice for a little while, do without, change some habits. And before long, they might have a little nest egg that they can do something with. I have a feeling that most of us have things like that. We just don't really think it's going to have that much impact on our lives. And maybe as one element of trying to become more financially independent, it seems like a small thing. But when I talk about making little changes in your lives, you'll be amazed how sometimes making one little change in your life has a big impact on other things in your life. And the reason is simple. 
it's because you prioritize the way that you're thinking. If you want to think like a more successful business person, a more successful saver, a more successful home buyer, home seller, all you have to really do is start thinking like that because you're going to become what you think about. Many books have been written about that theory. It's actually, I think, a postulate. It happens. Think about what you want to happen in your day, and that's probably what's going to happen in your day. So when you think about saving a few dollars here and there or cutting some expenses, it may not have a big impact on your overall outlook of your financial picture, but you'll be amazed what it does to the rest of your picture. It's like a spice. If you like to cook the way I do, sometimes adding just a touch of oregano or maybe just a touch of cilantro or a touch of this, touch of that, right? And suddenly you have a whole new outlook on this incredible dish you're cooking. Your financial future is the same way. So one of the things that we talked about in saving money and paying off debt is really to focus on your expenses and your debts so that you can meet them. But here's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about making a little bit of an investment in yourself. It's called the Peter's Pay It Forward program because you pay it forward the way I do. I paid it forward to Peter, to me. You know, I thought about how I can best help people, and that is for me to be financially secure and unafraid of my future because I owe so much money to so many people, entities, whatever. No, no more. You can have control of your life when you don't have so many obligations, so many people pulling at you. So, give you an example. We'll start with your rent. I remember my landlord when I was a young man could see that I was struggling sometimes to pay my rent because I was maybe a day late, two days, three days, and I had a very understanding landlord. And my landlord and I got to talking about my challenges getting the rent on time, and I kept telling him I'm going to do the very best. He said to me, Peter, I'll, I'll give you a, tell you what I'll do. He says, you can pay me half of the rent at the first of the month and then the other half at the 15th of the month. Would that help you out? And I thought about it. I said, well, absolutely. You know what I had gained there? I had gained the amount of money that half a month's rent equaled because now I did not have to pay it to anybody on the 1st. I had that money in my pocket until the 15th. So I instantly, I mean, I instantly improved my financial outlet. I was able to pay some bills that I could not have paid if I would have had to pay the full dollar amount of the rent on the 1st of the month, but my delightful landlord said to me, you can only pay me half, that's fine, pay me the other half on the 15th, and you know what, I did that. And I started paying my rent twice a month, on the 1st and the 15th, and my landlord was happy, and I was happy, and you know what, my life improved dramatically, dramatically. I did not even have to earn more money, spend less, make more money. It was my life improved immediately. Imagine if you could do something like that. That'd be one option, a great option to consider. But here's the other thing that I would consider as well, because it's very unlikely you're going to get somebody to do that for you. I started doing the Peter's Pay It Forward program, and suddenly I started to feel some of the same benefits, many of the same benefits, many years later that I felt back then when I had that trusting and understanding landlord. So here's what I did. I was in my new world, in my new life, and my rent was due, just like always on the first of the month. 
and I struggled to make that payment on the first of the month because I was a commission worker and I got my biggest check late in the month. So I was always at a challenge, right? I had the money one part of the month and my bills were low and then I had this bigger payment due, the rent, at another part of the month, but that's when my check was really low. And so it was always a struggle trying to stay ahead and keep up. And then I decided I would see if I could do something similar. I went to my landlord and I asked my landlord, I want to know if I can pay you twice a month instead of once a month for my rent payment. And my landlord looked at me and, well, she kind of frowned. She was expecting her full rent that day. And she said, well, no, I got to have the whole rent. And I said, okay, um, so here is the thing. I'm going to go ahead and give you your whole rent payment for the month here in uh, first of October. I handed her the full rent payment in October. And I said to her, may I give you an advance on next month's rent for November? So that when that comes around, I already would have paid you a little extra already in advance. Is that okay? She was, again, a little bit puzzled. She says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, no, what I'd like to start doing is like on the 15th of this month, the 15th of October, I know my rent's not due until November 1st, but what I'd like to do is send you $100. And then when my rent is due in November, like normal on the November 1st, instead of giving you the full $1,000, I'll give you the rest of it then. I'll give you $900. Is that okay? I'll give you that $100 in advance. And she said, wow, well, I, I guess, she said, that'd be all right. And away we went, right? So that's exactly what I did. I found a way. I scraped up $100 to give her in advance on the 15th of the month before my rent was due the next month. How'd the rest end up? Let me tell you. On this radio show, our Nevada Real Estate Radio, I've learned from so many of my guests and listeners that have called to talk to me as well. And i got to tell you, this is a trick that I learned just from dealing with people. Because the next month, in November, I gave her the $900 on the first of the month. And on the 15th, I didn't give her $100. I gave her $150. She had no problem, no complaint. When she received the check, she cashed it as normal. And away we went. My next payment for the month, of course, was not $1,000 or even $900. It was now down to $850. The following month, on the 15th of the month, I gave her $200. And then on the first of the month that followed, my balance was $800. This continued, ladies and gentlemen, until I was to the point where on the 15th of the month, I was giving my landlady half of the rent, $500. And on the first of the month, on the following month, I was giving her the rest, the other $500. So you see what I had done? I had reduced my per paycheck amounts that I needed to pay. I had made a great friend with my landlady because she was getting half of her rent in advance every month. And I was only being impacted by $500 per pay period instead of $1,000. And the other thing is this. Miraculously, I started to find more money in my checking account. I mean, the fact that I was so focused on making this happen 
made me avoid little petty expenses that in the big picture may not seem like a lot, but have a huge impact in the way that you live your life. When you think about being efficient, you're thinking about being not only financially efficient, but think about ecologically efficient. The less stuff we buy from China, the less pollution we're going to support. The more junk we buy in small plastic packages that we have to throw into the landfill, the more we will pollute. The more we focus on doing things that improve our lives and our lifestyles simultaneously, the less negative impact we have on the world. So many of us struggle because we put ourselves in so much stress. And a lot of the stress comes because we have obligations, financial obligations. And when we can barely make it to the finish line every time, and when the finish line is always so distant, it puts a lot of stress on you, your family, your loved ones. You can't think very well. I know I had that problem. I don't struggle like that anymore. I really feel like I have good control on my finances because I, I do what you have to do to be successful in anything. You've got to stay ahead of the game. You've got to stay ahead of all the negative forces out there. Having a good eye on your finances, Peter's Pay It Forward program worked for me. And if you want more details on how it worked, call me anytime after the show and we'll give you some great advice from our full team here at Sage International. 775-786-5515 or visit our website sageintl.com You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com Hello, I am Kristen DeMara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, Head Start and Early Head Start have improved the lives of more than 37 million children and their families. My guest, Kristen DeMara, Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency. We're a holistic approach, and so I think what um, puts us apart from other programs is that we do work specifically with the parents. Tune in to the Sherry Hill Show Monday at 11.30 a.m. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.